Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. So today's a holiday, is it? St. Patrick's It is St. Patrick's Day. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a, is it a federal holiday? I don't think it's a federal holiday, but it's... Uh-uh. In Ireland, it probably is, right? Uh, you know, for Irish folks, especially in big cities... Um, uh, it, I'm sure it's a day of a special occasion. Big parades in New York and Chicago. Right. Always. Probably Usually Boston. in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Boston, that's right. Big I, Irish community. Yeah. I have no green on. Neither do you guys. And neither do I. No. So evidently it's not important. <laughs> well, uh, it used to be. To us. It Well, I used to, you know, every once in a while I would yeah. wear green. But growing up, like in high school and stuff like that, you always wore green. As I said, if you didn't wear green, you got, you got, you were pinched. You guys remember that? That was, I'm seriously, that was the thing up north. Right. Now, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. That got a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say. <laughs> you know that story about St. Patrick? Uh, it, it, patron, yeah, kind of. Patron saint of Ireland. I know I know that much, right? Yeah, I, I just, I have vague recollections so of just the make traditions. something up. Nobody will know the difference. Well, apparently he was from Ireland, was kidnapped, Um. Uh, and I think taken to mainland Europe where he uh, eventually felt a calling to the priesthood and uh, went to university and then felt a burden to return to Ireland. Maybe, maybe he was taken to England. I I, I don't recall, but he decided to go back to Ireland to take the gospel. And my understanding, I may be mixing traditions, but there was like an old, some big tree that, the pagans believed was uh, 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 meant to honor one of their pagan gods, and he took an axe and cut it down. Huh. I don't, I don't, yeah, just because he was just like, God is bigger than your pagan god. So for those of you out there who really know all the details, <laughs> I'm sure you're probably screaming at the radio. For all I know, you may you may. But Tagliano, you're you're mixing up George Washington cutting down the cherry tree. But or, I, I think that or was or your I neighbor think, who didn't like your tree. Yes. <laughs> According to uh, that, their internet, Ed. Yes. Saint Patrick, save me. Who was uh, lived in the fifth century? Um, let's see. Patron saint and national apostle of Ireland, credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland, and probably. Responsible in part for the Christianization of the Picts and Anglo-Saxons. The Picts and Anglo-Saxons. The P-I-C-T-S, the Picts, would mm-hmm. paint their bodies blue, I think. Would throw themselves on Roman swords and spears so that the guys behind them could kill the Romans. Yeah. And it's such a fountain of information. Hey, that's good most, stuff. Most of it's the, wrong, though. The, the, <laughs> the Picts and Anglo-Saxons, which a lot of us... Come from probably Anglo-Saxons. Uh, that, yeah. Why the green? Huh? Why the green color? Because of Ireland, man. The Emerald Isle. <laughs> but how did that start? You mean? I don't know. It's called the Emerald Isle. I drive hey, by green yes, trees every point. morning. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Hey, you, know, you want so, to make fun of Irish people, you go right ahead. <laughs> Let me tell you. No, I really have a temper. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. So I hear. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> they do not forget. And neither do their leprechauns. All right. All right. If you want to uh, watch this program, uh, go to Facebook or YouTube, and you can watch the live stream there. Facebook or YouTube. Just type in the words today's issues. Now, don't type in the word Ivy. Okay. You remember what we talked about yesterday on this program? Because, uh, I don't know. Something might come through your computer, grab you by the throat. If you mention the word Ivy. Oh, yes. Oh, right. You can't pa- combine Long pause. Mecton. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, anyways, anyway, check us out on the internet. All right, Fred, what's leading the news this morning? Well, yesterday we spent uh, quite a bit of time on our opening our program talking about the speech that the president of Ukraine, uh, Zelensky, made to a joint session of Congress He made the appeal uh, for more military hardware. And if there is a reminder uh, that we need it, that they need all the help they can get there in Ukraine, there's another story this morning. Ukrainian officials saying in the besieged city of Mariupol, Mariupol, uh, the Russians have bombed a theater, I I guess uh, where plays a drama theater, but this is a huge uh, drama theater where h- hundreds, apparently, of Ukrainians were taking shelter. There's one report that even said uh, there, there was markings on the outside that said there were children inside. And um, what we have word this morning that the Russians had bombed this. Now, we don't know about fatalities. Uh, apparently, there is some of the buildings still standing. But all of that to say that in the last two weeks, and I I think we're in our fourth week now of what's going on there in the Ukraine, the attack, the invasion, uh, all of that to say that it's very deliberate now, it's not accidental, uh, that uh, Putin's invasion forces are deliberately targeting uh, residential areas, uh, where people live, apartment buildings, uh, shopping centers. There was even a report where some people were lined up to get food and they were shot. Which, you know, it's just, it's hard to imagine this kind of thing happening, but it goes to what Zelensky was saying to the, the joint session of, of Congress yesterday. Uh, they are in a battle for their lives there and they need all the help that they can get. Uh, so just another reminder this morning of the viciousness of this invasion and how we need to keep praying for the Ukrainian people. And you wonder if these kinds of tactics are meant to crush the re- the spirit of resistance mm-hmm. that exists in Ukraine. And yes. sometimes that's the kind of terroristic activity that nations will engage in in order to break the will yeah. of those. No, because we, none of us wants to see women and children killed. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, that's, that. you know, men... You don't want to see that either if they're friends, family, yeah, especially so men. But men who are fighting, yes, you expect there'll be casualties. Right. But you're right. Now, yesterday, President Biden, for the first time, right, referred to uh, Putin as a war criminal. Yeah, that was there was kind of a weird incident. We can play you some of the audio there. Uh, President Biden responded to the uh, Zelensky speech yesterday by saying we're going to spend, I think it's $800 million more 
uh, over the next several days, sending more uh, military equipment to the Ukraine. He then went to a, a separate event where a reporter for Fox News, Jackie uh, Heinrich is her name, she called out to the president as he was going by, uh, would you refer, Mr. President, to Putin as a war criminal? I'll let you hear the audio of what happened. Cut number three. Mr. President, after everything we've seen, are you ready to call Putin a war criminal? No. Did you ask me whether I would call Putin a war criminal? Oh, I, I, I think he is a war criminal. All right. Uh, that was an odd exchange. That was an odd exchange. It was about 30 seconds. So he's walking by. She hollers out, would you call him a war criminal? No. Then he goes and he shakes hands with a bunch of people. And then he comes back to the reporter and said, did you ask me if I would refer to him as a war criminal? Yes. And why is that important? Why is that terminology? Because normally there, there are legal definitions of what a war criminal is. Normally goes to the International Criminal Court, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it was kind of a weird exchange. And you wonder why he was an emphatic no first. 30 seconds later, he comes back and says, yes, he is. I think it's clear he reconsidered. I, I don't, I, listen, it, it is possible that he wasn't paying attention. We all, we've all been talking. Or he misunderstood talking. the question oh, because of all the talk and chatter going on. That's around. possible. But yep. it, but that's, that is possible. But you don't answer a question if you haven't clearly heard it. Right. To me, that's just political politics 101. I think that President Biden reconsidered the politics of what he had said. Mm. No, he's not a war criminal. And yet here we are providing a lot of extra military aid to a country. We're speaking out against him. And he came back and he said, and and basically said, was implying that he misunderstood the question. I don't yeah. believe, personally, I don't believe he did. Yeah. Although we have been talking about his, his apparent cognitive decline, that could factor in yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. <clears throat> It's hard for us to understand a man like Putin who would order your forces to deliberately attack civilian targets, knowing that you're going to kill men, women, and children. That's just hard to understand. Who aren't military. Who aren't right. military. Uh, Ukraine did not attack Russia first because people will say, you know, what about America and Japan? No, Ukrainians did not attack. They were living peaceably. He invaded them. It's a, it's a different scenario. Right. <clears throat> so it's hard for us to understand someone being so wicked. Now, there have been characters down through the years, you know, Hitler, uh, Idi Amin, others right. like that. Uh, but it, it's just hard to, to understand. So I want to play you. Uh, Putin has been doing some nationwide addresses, like Zelensky has been doing. Putin has been doing it, too. And what you're going to hear, obviously, is the voice of a translator. But listen, according to how it's being translated, Putin had to say to his nation yesterday, cut number one. But any people, and even more so the Russian people, will always be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and simply spit them out like a fly that accidentally flew into the mouth. Spit them out. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary cleansing of society will only strengthen our country. Uh cleansing of society and as someone pointed out the last time that was used was in germany uh, referring to the jewish people so i 
and I'm not sure from that whether he's talking about dissidents inside Russia, uh, those who uh, have opposed the invasion of Ukraine, or because I think there's, it's been said that Putin believes Ukraine belongs to Russia, and he's talking about cleansing people there who are opposed uh, to even the invasion. Cleansing, uh, that brings to mind genocide. Well, yes. Right? I mean, that's, that's odd language that he's using there. At least it's odd to me. Maybe it's common in, in Russia. I don't know. But uh, to talk in terms of uh, spitting a fly out of your mouth, uh, cleansing, it sounded like to me, my interpretation was he's talking about people inside Russia who disagree with the war. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're going to cleanse ourselves of these people who aren't patriots. Yes. To uh, to Mother Russia. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from it. Uh, that's that's so. what I think he's saying too, and it it only adds to the characterization of Putin as even though he's supposedly an elected official, elected president, he's a, that he's a dictator. And you know, the the, the some of these uh, brave folks within Russia who have. Uh, demonstrated against it, protested against it. There was the uh, the uh, um, television right um, uh, producer producer who live on the air held up a sign on state it. on state media on state mm-hmm. media, and so she said, "I'm not afraid. She's going to pay the price." There there is that rising up against Putin, and he's basically saying, "I'm going to cleanse the nation of people like that." Mm-hmm. It's a scary time to be in Russia, let alone Ukraine. Yeah. You know, at some point, this invasion is going to be over. There's some talk from military experts that they're running short of supplies. Uh, there's also talk. Who, that who's they? The Russians. Okay. I mean, they're running short of fuel. The mil- You're talking about the military. The military Ukraine. that's in the Ukraine. And so how much longer can this last? So my question is, is Putin going to hang around after this? How is the world, even even let's say a week from now, the Russian troops are over, they go back to Russia. How is the world going to respond to that? How much, what kind of response and for how long will <clears throat> Russia pay a price I for this? I think we're going to be talking about this five, ten years from now at least. Uh, this, this is an atrocity on a scale that uh, we haven't seen. By atrocity on a scale we haven't seen, I mean uh, that affects the whole international community uh, with all these refugees, for mm-hmm. example. You're, you're talking millions of people that are displaced now. and Three million. Yeah, yeah, and that's that might be the front end of it. You've got a dystopian-looking country now that's uh, something like Mad Max. Um, it's being bombed and... and uh, if, you're, if, you're, if your child is killed by one of... Uh, Putin's bombs, you're never going to forget that. In fact, uh, your family's never going to forget it. You're going to be motivated to to resist even more, seems to me. So you could, uh, I, don't, I don't know how Russia gets out of this. Uh, I don't know how they save face, if that's what uh, Putin desires to do. You, because uh, you can't, I don't, to your, your, your thing about uh, your suggestion, maybe, Fred, that uh, they may pull out next week or something like if they broker some kind of peace deal, quote, Mm. peace deal, Mm -hmm. too much damage has been done. I mean, uh, 
So I, I, I don't know exactly where this goes. I mean, we, well, Putin has, Putin has said that he's not hanging around. He's, he, the way he characterized it, he said, we're going to be here until we demilitarize Ukraine. So I guess he meant by that, we're going to destroy their military capability, and then we're leaving. We're not going to rebuild. We're not going to do any of that. I don't think Putin cares uh, what happens to Ukraine afterwards. He certainly doesn't care what happens to him now. So just bomb them, into, bomb them into oblivion, and 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 then uh, that'll it. teach you. Yeah, you, you know, you won't you won't try to appeal to the West again. Now, what happens though if Europe Europe will have to? I don't see how the U.S. the U.S. will have to kick in, but. Europe's going to have to rebuild Ukraine. You're talking about these millions of people who have gone to Poland and Hungary. Uh, they will want to go home, but what's at home? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no place to go back. So do, <clears throat> do they permanently change addresses and now they live in, in Poland? Or, you know, what happens when the West con- pours military aid into Ukraine after the Russians leave? Do the Russians consider that Remilitarizing? Do they do this all over again in three years? Well, and and let's go with your scenario. How how does Ukraine secure itself on its eastern border? Yeah. Let's say the Russians go home. What are you going to do to protect yourself from this happening again? Does NATO have to come in? Because Zelensky was remember yeah. he was suggesting <clears throat> yesterday in his speech that there be a a grouping of nations that respond quickly to these kinds of things does the united states end up helping to build a wall yeah it's listen uh also watching what's happening now i know you have to be careful because propaganda is out there everywhere right yes but still i've watched enough to at least i'm persuaded to think that the russian army is having a lot more trouble than they ever expected. Yes, going into Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, you've got guerrilla attacks, you've got drone attacks, you've got, uh, and these they're taking out tanks, and you know that if you take out four, five, six, seven, eight, ten tanks, word gets back down the line. Okay, we're moving forward. I'm talking about the Russians, but we're on a suicide mission potentially. Uh, and then the morale you're hearing about the Russian uh, ha- uh, Russian army not being convinced of the righteousness of their uh, cause and mission. You can't underestimate that. Uh, so, and then as I said earlier, I've said on earlier programs. Uh, so, so what if you go into Ukraine? Russia does, and let's say they ultimately go in and and they get into. Uh, the heart of Kiev, Kiev, right? Capital, yeah. And then what? Mm-hmm. Do, 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 Russian, uh, do the Russian soldiers just start patrolling the streets every night from now to the next five, ten years? For what reason? For what purpose? That He thought, I've got to think, that he thought, be Putin, will go in there uh, five days, ten days max. We uh, get them to surrender because uh, we'll, uh, the forces will be overwhelming. Our forces will be overwhelming, and then we will install a puppet government, and we'll have. Uh, then we'll use fear and intimidation to make the people comply, as communism always does, as we as the Soviet Union used to do, as China does, and uh, you know, then we'll move on with our new captured uh, 
a recaptured country that's really supposed to be ours in the first place. This is the way Putin may think. Uh, so he this this went sideways, and it's kind of a now it's to me probably with Putin and his army it's kind of a day by day by day uh, situation. But you're not going to have you're not going to have what I just described. You're not going to have a puppet government that's going to rule over people. These people are fighting maybe to the seems like to me to the death, and so uh, I, I'm not sure how you form a uh, functioning government. Yeah. Uh, in in a country that's uh, like the Ukraine. Well, we well, talk. We talk. There's three million refugees, but Ukraine is a country of forty million. Forty people. million. Forty million. Yeah. So at least thirty-seven million people still there. What do you do with them? Well, look. There's all kinds of problems here for Russia. For one thing, the weather is changing. In my understanding, is as the snow melts and the temperatures go up, the uh, the terrain becomes almost impossible for tanks and heavy uh, uh, equipment to traverse. So they're going to be stuck on roads. And we'll talk maybe in a little bit about some of the types of weapons that the U.S. and the rest of Europe are going to be pouring into Ukraine. So those are, those tanks, those vehicles, personnel care, armored personnel carriers, they're going to be sitting ducks on those highways. Mm. Second of all, it, my understanding is that in the eastern part of Ukraine, the far eastern edge, there's a lot of Russian-speaking people there, sympathetic to Russia, but not so in the rest of the country. That's right. So even if you install a puppet government, at mm -hmm. some point you got to have elections. And you either make it a dictatorship or if you leave it, and this is what has happened in the past there in Ukraine, if you leave it up to the people, the Ukrainians are going to say no. That guy who's in power right now is a Russian stooge. Right. We're not voting <clears throat> for him. Then what do the Russians do? Yeah. Do they invade again? So mm. this is, I, I, I agree, Tim. I think what Vladimir Putin thought was that they would collapse, their resistance would collapse, they'd be overwhelmed, they'd surrender, he'd do what he wanted, but now he's getting stuck there, and it may get worse yeah. for Russia. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, uh, you look up the word quagmire, and you see uh, Putin's face, uh, because this is what Ukraine is turning out to be. Right now, and you know the guy's seventy, right? Mm -hmm. Seventy years old. Nine, seventy. Yeah, and uh, and uh, in a bunker somewhere. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure an opulent bunker, <laughs> but he's in a bunker somewhere, social distance, twenty five feet from everybody. Uh, apparently, very afraid of COVID. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? This is uh, what's. We're, we're, but we're going to be talking about this for years to come. I'm convinced. Uh, this is this Biden's arms shipments to Ukraine. This is from the Daily Mail. Uh, five uh, MI-17 helicopters. Those I looked that up. Th those can be gunships, but they're usually for transportation. 2,600 Javelin anti-armor systems, anti-tank. Mm -hmm. Okay, 600 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, 70 Humvees, and 40 million rounds of ammunition. Yeah. That's a lot of firepower. Yeah. For a guerrilla force, yes, mm -hmm. and that can that can that can devastate the Russian army. Well, also now you have American soldiers, veterans, who have volunteered to go there with their own expense. Canadians have hundreds now who have gone there. This so is the trained fighters. These is are this? trained fighters. I mean, to, are they going there to train Ukrainians or? That's what they say, but I I think they'll be willing to take up arms as well. Mm -hmm. These are not mercenaries. They're not being paid by the Ukraine. 
They just are. Their did emotions you see, tell them. Did you see where India said uh, they were willing to buy Russian oil? Yes. I thought the world is so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So uh, there's so many different variables and interconnections, and if dom, you know, the domino effect. Uh, if this does this, if this country does that, it's just, uh, you know. But I thought India, come on. Don't be helping Putin with his army. Yeah. They're like going, we'll take cheap oil, <laughs> you know. All right, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Thank you. AFA Announcing AFA.net slash connect. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect. We're going to walk the streets of Colonial Williamsburg. Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. We're going to see Colonial Williamsburg as well as Jamestown and Yorktown. Without those three places, I wouldn't be talking to you today. It's a very, very important place, uh, places rather, to see in our country's history. We're also going to be visiting our nation's capital, and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. Now, these tours, uh, Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown, and then the separate one, Washington, D.C., and Mount Vernon, are two different tours, but they're back-to-back. So if you want to do both, you can go with us from Saturday to Saturday in June and September. For the dates, the cost, the itinerary, everything you need to know, just go to spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Zion Brown's mother deserves to be named Mother of the Year. The other day, Chicago TV stations broadcast video of a terrible crime. A masked man held a train conductor at gunpoint demanding cash. Mrs. Brown saw the video and her jaw dropped. She knew the eyes peering behind the mask. It was her 18-year-old son, Zion, a sophomore at Loyola University. Her motherly instinct kicked in, but instead of protecting her son, she grabbed him by the ear and dragged him to the local police station. Zion's attorney said his client was hungry and wanted something to eat, so he pulled out his gun, took cash from the train conductor, got some food, and went back to class. The judge says that was not a reasonable defense and ordered him held without bail. No doubt a terrible moment for Mrs. Brown, but a reminder that sometimes the most effective kind of love is tough love. Be sure to download a copy of my new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's available at your favorite bookstore or online at toddsterns.com. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Fred, tell our listeners who don't know about our news service and what you guys do and what you have to offer. Well, uh, if you're listening to American Family Radio on a regular basis, you know at the top of the hour we offer you a four-and-a-half-minute newscast. Uh, our team creates these newscasts Monday through Friday. Uh, our first one in the morning is uh, 5 o'clock Central, so 6 o'clock when folks are on their way to work there on the East Coast on I-95, and we run right through until the evening. And uh, we have a team of reporters. Uh, we put together... Our anchors put together the major news stories of the day. Certainly, we're covering what's going on in Ukraine right now, but also the many issues facing Christians in our own country, public policy, uh, legal threats to our freedoms as Christians, and uh, that is a, a major portion of what we do. So we have a team of reporters that put all of that together uh, for our radio newscasts, and then we have a website, American Family News. Mm-hmm. And our team, uh, headed by Jody Brown, uh, keeps that news site up to up to date throughout uh, seven days a week. And you can get the latest stories of what's going on. And we take our radio news scripts and we write around those uh, so that you have the very latest news from a Christian perspective. So it's a, it's a wonderful offering that we give. And then, on top of all of that, we offer you a daily email. You can go to the website. This up is the, what I want our listeners to do if they haven't taken advantage of this, what you're yeah. about to talk about. Up on the right-hand side, if you want to get a daily summary of what we're doing, a daily summary of our top Monday stories. Monday through Friday, right? Monday through Friday. You can go up to the right-hand corner. All you have to do is put your email in there, folks. Right. That's it. Right. You get one email a day. We will five not days pass a, you. Right. Yeah. One email a day. One, one email a day, five days a week with the summary of the news. Yes, and uh, I tell you what, it is great. You're a homeschooler. You want to give your kids the up-to-date uh, news of what's going on. You want to take it to your Sunday school class. Yeah. Hey, listen, do you understand this is happening right. uh, to Christians? So, so, so go to the website, American Family News. Yes, AFN.net. AFN.net and subscribe. Take you about a minute or two to subscribe. Just your email, and then you'll get that Monday through Friday daily news brief in the afternoons. Absolutely. Um, Ed, you, you were quoting. I wrote something down. You said, talking about Biden, we were talking about Biden answering a question, is uh, Putin a war criminal? And first he said no to the reporter, and then he said yes. And you said uh, that he shouldn't be answering questions unless he, uh, you shouldn't be answering the question unless you understood the question, right? right? And I think that applies to marriage. Uh, yes, I no, would agree, and particularly to men. Yes, right, absolutely. <laughs> don't don't answer the question unless you fully understood it. Right, uh, right. That's so, absolutely no. That's absolutely. Yeah, I just thought, true. I would. I, I just I like to take principles away during the day. From yes, things that happen and things. So people you, this say. is going to go into your journal. Yes, yes. Of uh, good I, good good principles well, to live by. The worst feeling a, a a man a husband can have is. To hear the words, what did I just say? <laughs> and when when you've had, you when you've me? got one eye on the on the ball game, yeah. or something like you, uh, that. You you told me something years ago. I've yeah. never forgotten it. Uh, in fact, I mentioned it to your to your wife Allison the yeah. other day. I was just talking. I said Tim told said this, and I think you said it on the air. But you were talking about how 
there was a time once and you were trying to listen to her. Right. She was talking, but you were listening to the game. Right. And her voice was kind of like that, you know, on Charlie Brown, that <laughs> wah, 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 wah. The teacher? The, the teacher. Wah, 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 yeah, wah. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, the it went up. Wah, wah, wah. And you knew it was a question. <laughs> <laughs> and that your goose was cooked because <laughs> you did not know what right, the question right. was. Right. So you'd better not answer right, it. Right, right, right. It's a bad, bad place to be because you, <laughs> you don't know. You don't want to say yes or no because you didn't understand the question. Right, right. <laughs> all right. You could be answering the question that all I husbands did. hate. So you does this make me look fat? It's okay. <laughs> you don't want to say yes because you didn't understand the question. Well, what was that? Was that Geico? Who was that? Had the commercial on with, uh, it was a black and white video. Like it was Abe Lincoln and his wife, Mary. I forget which. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's, she's asking him in the dress. Does, honest Abe. Honest, honest Abe. You know, she's in a dress and she says to him, uh, I think it's just the wording. It's not really, does this, does this, uh, dress make me look fat or something like that? And he hesitates. And he because hesitates. He... And then he holds up two fingers together. Like just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's honest Abe. Right. He has to tell the truth. <laughs> All right, you're listening to today's issues. Next story, Fred. Jesse Smollett. Remember uh, him? Yeah, that Yeah, he he's a spokesman for Subway, isn't he? That's, uh, <laughs> That's right. He's well, a, just about a week ago, he was found guilty on five or six counts. He's the guy that concocted the idea that uh, you know, he's on his way home. Early one morning. I mean, early. Was it in, in downtown Chicago on a bitter yes. January night, 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. He uh, says he was attacked. Decided he wanted to go down to Subway. Yep. And get him a sandwich. Yep. You know, that happens, 2 yep. in the morning. And uh, and you and, walk. And, and uh, zero degrees. Uh-huh. And he walks by himself. And, well, I think most of us know the story. And then... Attacked by guys in MAGA hats. And, yeah, this is MAGA they, country. And they put a noose around his neck, he says, blah, yes, blah, blah. Yeah. They were just out roaming the street. Well, they were hiding in wait yes. for, for Jussie. Yes. With their bleach and their noose. Yes. And their red MAGA hats on, uh, knowing the likelihood of him going for a sandwich at 2 in the morning <laughs> yeah. was probably 50-50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, we know every, everybody who heard this story when it first hit the news goes, that's that's a... He made that up. That's yeah. that's not true. And yeah. uh, but the Chicago police spent hundreds of thousands of dollars investigating, and two guys that Jesse Smollett hired came forward and said, "This is a ruse." Uh, he paid us. Yeah, he paid us this to was do this. All pre-planned. All pre-planned. So about a week ago, he was found guilty on five counts. You know, lying to the. He, he maintains the story's true. He He's does. He's not recanted at all. Uh, but he was sentenced. Right. He was sentenced just a few days ago to 150 days in jail. Well, last night he got out. I how time passes when you're in jail. He got out. His lawyers, now listen to this, folks, are using the uh, legal excuse of double jeopardy. Now, here's the argument. Initially, when Jesse Smollett was arrested, the prosecutor was Kim Fox was her name. She decided, let's deal with this quickly. He paid a $10,000 bond. We get to keep the bond, he, the, she said to, to Jesse Smollett, and you walk. Well, then they appoint a special prosecutor who then takes the case through the courts, and he's found guilty. 
his lawyer, Jesse Smollett's lawyer, is saying that's double jeopardy. That's but, uh, um, what is it? Uh, it's Constitution. It's Con the, Amendment Five. I think it's the Fifth. Has Amendment. that been granted though? I, I just read it. He, he was let out on while his court while his case was being appealed. Yes, that. But the argument that he got through the uh, appeals court last night yeah. is what he plans to use in the appeal of the conviction. And so it's a big question. This deal he made Look, with Kim Fox initially does that constitute? Yeah. Double jeopardy. Tell you what I would do, if I were the judge, I would tell him, hey, you can go sit in that prison cell, cell, uh, for those who are living in out of the deep south, what I said was uh, C-E-L-L, -L, uh, sale. Yeah. That's what I said, right? Yeah, I sale. made it about a three-syllable word there. Right. I would tell him, listen, uh, Mr. Smollett, you can go sit in that prison cell by yourself until you come back and tell us that this story is false, okay? Because uh, I know you, I don't even know if you can do that, but I'm just saying you can't. You can't. You can't yeah. do that. But but I'm just saying the guy maintains his innocence, ma maintains the story is true. Uh, well, you remember that uh, uh, Biden and Harris oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, all these left wing politicians, you know immediately jumped on the story and said how awful it was what happened to him. A lot of celebrities did the same thing, tweeted out. Yeah, yeah. so this here's the point. He was let out of jail yesterday, but now if he is uh, if he fails on his appeals, the way I understand it, now unless he's this double jeopardy throws everything out, if he, if he fails on his appeal, he will have to go back and serve the rest of his 150 days. That's correct. Right, that's true. In, in but now some of the some of the experts I've been just the stories about it. Yeah. A lot of legal experts think it may very his appeal very may well be successful. Now, now the the Kim Fox, the original prosecutor, uh, Jesse Smollett never had to enter a plea. Nope. You know, innocent. You know. No guilty, whatever, no contest. So there are experts saying, therefore, it, it wasn't, it's not double jeopardy, but there are a significant number of people who say, yeah, this is double jeopardy. Kim Fox blew it, and this guy's going to walk. Yep. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, the larger point is this happens all over the country a lot. That is, these false uh, claims of racism <clears throat> and where... I mean, it happens all the time you read about it where people spray KKK on a building and then uh, so, then the uh, a college or university, I'm just giving you an example, uh, has a press conference and renounces racism. We're going to get to the bottom of this. This is awful. This doesn't represent who we are. This happens all the time. Uh, I mean, it, if you go, I, 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 I was reading a story about how this is a problem the other day. And, and uh, well, I wouldn't say all the time, but it happens a lot, okay, where these stories break like, oh, this happened. Oh, my goodness. We've got, uh, 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 you know, this was spray painted on the, you know, on the wall of the school. And it turns, or the church, and it turns out that when they get the videotape out, it was actually somebody, uh, a student who did it to make it appear that a KKK like a, a black student, a black student would do it to make get to to create the controversy, and then you find out well they're the ones like Jesse Smollett they're the ones who actually concocted the whole thing. I think yeah. it happens enough 
that we could we could safely say the hoaxes outnumber the real cases they do. of no, racism. They do. That's true. Yeah. At least yeah. that kind of racism. Especially when you read these things like Justice Smollett. I mean, he went to the extreme to, to check every box. Yes. And when yeah. you check every single box, then at some point it becomes unbelievable. Two white guys, 2 a.m., in Chicago, in Chicago, with red hats on, Mag- MAGA and Mag saying this is MAGA country. Yeah, yeah. He left the noose on his head, on his yeah. neck, around his neck. <laughs> when the cops came, he still had the. And listen, I, I saw a little still had stand-up a sandwich. routine. Still had his sandwich, right? He got beat up, and he right. stole the sandwich. Still had a sandwich. Uh, Dave Chappelle, who's you know controversial to lefties anyway, he's a black comedian. Certainly, no stranger to. Uh, he's not a saying, conservative. He's not a conservative. He says, yeah, there is racism. But he said, right at the beginning, he said, this does not strike me as being the truth, what yeah. Jesse Millett is saying. All well, the points you're talking about. Well, the, listen, this guy and his uh, concocted story, he he uh, sucked out a lot of money and a lot of time and energy from the Chicago Police Department. They were extremely right. upset. Yes. All right, and he should pay the price for that yes. by sitting in jail for uh, at least three or four months. I mean, and have to pay restitution for whatever the costs were, were for the uh, whatever the Chicago PD is out yeah. there. I, I think that's the, why the special prosecutor was appointed. Yes, was because the police were so angry. Yes, yeah, at Kim Fox letting him walk basically for ten grand. Yeah. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, back a couple of weeks ago, President Biden nominated uh, his choice to fill the empty seat on the United States Supreme Court, uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. And, of course, uh, over the last couple of weeks, she's been doing the traditional visit of a nominee to senators, and they get to ask her questions. Uh, But Josh Hawley, a Republican senator from Missouri, has put out on Twitter his initial assessment of Katanji Brown-Jackson. He says he's been researching the record of Jackson, reading her opinions, articles, interviews, and speeches. Now, I'm quoting Josh Hawley here. He says, I've noticed an alarming pattern when it comes to Judge Jackson's treatment of sex offenders, especially those preying on children. He says, Judge Jackson has a pattern of letting child porn offenders off the hook for their appalling crimes. She's been advocating for it since law school. This goes beyond soft on crime. As far back as her time in law school, Judge Jackson has questioned making convicts register as sex offenders saying it leads to, quote, and Holly is quoting her, stigmatization and ostracism, end quote. She suggested public policy is driven by a, quote, climate of fear, hatred, and revenge against sex offenders. Uh, Judge Jackson has also questioned sending dangerous sex offenders to civil commitment. We have a civil commitment law in Missouri, and it protects children. Josh Hawley says it gets worse. As a member of the U.S. Sentencing Commission, Judge Jackson advocated for drastic change in how the law treats sex offenders by eliminating the existing mandatory minimum sentences for child porn. Now, this is Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri saying all of this. Yeah, I think he's on the Senate Judiciary Committee, too, and he will be one one of the senators who will be questioning her when she appears there before the committee. Uh, that's a very serious charge, and he's, he, he, he posts documents, does Senator Holly, to mm-hmm. back up his claims right. and his criticisms of uh, the judge that will be 
that Biden has put up. So I, I don't know. That's going to be to see how she answers those criticisms will be interesting to see it. Does it take, uh, it just takes, uh, thanks to Harry Reid, right? It just takes 50, 51. I think, yeah, there's, there's no filibuster. If it makes it out of committee. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I'm saying if, 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 if Manchin, uh, decides not to support her for this reason, uh, or, or now there, there are about 10 Republicans who typically vote any judge through uh, that the Democrats put up because they Lindsey Graham's one of the guys who does it. They and they would tell you they they don't want to just say no on ideological uh, reasons uh, and, and that they they vote to confirm Republican or Democrat they vote to confirm most judges uh, to to the federal bench. Yeah, that that's true and would be true for Judge uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Unless this is right, unless right. this turns out to be a big deal, yeah, then that could damage her and potentially yes. cause her to be unsuccessful. Because if Manchin and Cinema or two or three other Democrats say, you know, I can't support her because of her, she's soft on child porn. Yeah, apparently, according to Josh Hawley, now I forget who might have been Walker who originally uh, Walker Wildman who originally sent this around, but um, Josh Hawley has done a lot of research on this, and apparently, right. her view is. That not everybody who possesses child porn is a pedophile. She's trying to differentiate between two groups of people, and that's why she says they shouldn't have mandatory minimum sentences for possession of child pornography. That is just beyond the pale. I don't. I don't even know how Democrat. If this turns out, if she defends that position before the Senate Judiciary Committee, I don't know how Democrats vote for her. Right, I know that's what I'm saying. Even if you, if, so I, with a fifty-fifty. Senate, you could pick off one or two, and she goes down in defeat. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But she is a uh, federal judge on the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia's circuit. Yes. She's so already she, been vetted once. Yes. So she is on. She is already a federal judge. This is about her, whether she goes to the highest court in the land. Yeah. All right, Fred. Well, uh, we're all familiar with what's happening with gas prices out there, and and you would think that the Biden administration would be doing everything possible to try to bring those gas prices down and not be so focused on their green plan. Not the case. Uh, yesterday, a reporter asked Energy Secretary Jennifer Grenholm if now is the time to be pursuing this green energy. Grenholm says yes. All right, so we have a little bit of her response and also the response to what Granholm is saying from Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. It's cut number five. Basically, if the administration or Congress should pursue, you know, a standalone clean energy package. I mean, we heard President Zelensky. We do not want to see uh, any country that is held hostage to Vladimir Putin. And this is a moment for Congress to be able to act. This is a moment to have this happen. It's an urgent moment. She should at least realize that this is what got us in the predicament or got Europe in this predicament. Germany dramatically eliminated coal from their energy and dramatically eliminated nuclear almost overnight over the course of a couple of years. And they're almost entirely dependent on Russian oil and natural gas now because of the green movement. The green movement has put Europe under the thumb of Putin and under the thumb of Russia. Yeah, so basically to frame those comments uh, 
what a lot of people are saying, the reason Putin made the move, one of the reasons he made the move on Ukraine right now is that uh, a lot of countries, including the United States, started to buy oil from Russia. And Putin just figured people, and particularly Germany, I think was a 50% of their, their fuel comes from Russia. So what she's saying is, and she was asked about, should we back away from this kind of thing and be careful about it making ourselves vulnerable by importing oil from other countries? She says, no, full steam ahead on the green plan. Well, according to Senator Rand Paul, which I agree with his argument there, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. If you try to shift your economy, your energy consumption, basically overnight on over, you know, a couple of years from coal and nuclear to, you know, uh, electric, uh, you know, to uh, what they call renewable sources that quickly, you've got to get your energy from somewhere. And they thought it was a good idea to get it from Russia. And now they're stuck. Our gas prices are going up. Listen, I'm not saying that Putin's invasion of Ukraine has nothing to do with our rising gas prices and prices for diesel. I'm sure it does have a a certain percentage effect. But our prices for energy have been going up since Biden took office because he declared war on fossil fuels. And you know what? There is no replacement for for the fossil fuels that we need to run our economy overnight. It could take 30 years or 40 years to make that, if that. Yes. And I did catch your pun there, Fred. No steam, uh, full steam ahead. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I'm well, embarrassed to say. He, he, he was talking about uh, the, going forward with the green energy, uh, at, in quotations. Full steam uh, ahead. For, the, for this administration. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we'll see. Uh, this is going to hurt the Democrats uh, in the fall. Uh, the this is one of the issues that's going to hurt them. That is, uh, we were energy independent under President Trump, and now we're, we're we got our hat in hand with Venezuela's OPEC and and whoever else we're buying. Please, oil. sir, can yeah. I have some more? And what gets me is, as I've mentioned this before, is listen, if you're Biden and these green lefties, and you believe that uh, fossil fuels, oil and gas, coal. It's that's that's burning up the planet, right? Or uh, the the I, the polar I, the ice caps are going to melt, and you know, and it's going to the water is going to rise so much it takes over uh, Obama's two oceanfront homes. Yeah. Uh, if you if you really believe that, and that's the reason you've declared you you you're, you're saying to America, we're going to shut down. Uh, we want to shut down oil and gas, coal. In the U.S., right, right, to protect the world. Yes. Well, okay, that's the argument. So you want to punish American oil and gas uh, companies, but you won't in the in the interim while we try to save the world from American oil and gas companies. Uh, we got to have gasoline and and other forms of energy that, that come from fossil fuels. So what do we do? Well, let's go buy it from somebody else. That's yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And that's how, how, how insane is that? We want to we go buy it from somebody else so that they can be responsible for burning up the world. Right. While we use it. So anyway, uh these predictions, uh, as I said before, by these what Rush Limbaugh called them ab- 
environmental wackos. They're always predicting, and you watch the next election cycle, they're predicting that they're going to be saying that within 10 years, such and such is going to happen. What was it? Uh, Inconvenient Truth and yeah, Al Gore saying that the, that the Arctic ice, icebergs will all melt. You remember that? That was yeah. supposed to have happened by now. Right. They, they, they'll predict their doomsday scenario is always going to be 10 years. If we don't do something in 10 years, such and such will happen. Right. Mm-hmm. The 10 years never changes. Okay. If you'll watch them, 10, the, the, the next election cycle, if we don't do such and such with 10, 10 years. Right. Because by now they should be saying, you know what? Game over. There's nothing we can do. So we might as well forget the war on oil, gas, and coal and fossil fuels because the ca- the die has already been cast. Right. All right. I mean, am I right? When they no, keep- this has been this has been going on for thirty years. Right. These threats. Right. So right. it's too late to stop the inevitable. If you believe them, if you believe these uh, environmental wackos again to borrow from Rush Limbaugh from 10, 20, 30 years ago. If you quote unquote follow the science, right, it's game over already. Right. right. So we might as well eat, drink, and be That's married. That's what I'm for saying. Tomorrow we Live burn life up. to the fullest. <laughs> huh? <laughs> All right. So there we go. Thank you, Fred, for yeah. your bet contributions to this year's show. Um. So you, how much you paying for your diesel operating? It's five bucks. Five bucks a gallon for yeah. diesel. Yeah. So. Our producer Brent Creeley, he drives a pickup. That's diesel, so mm-hmm. it's it's a killer. How much you paying, Brent, for your gas? Uh, same same as Ed. Five, five, five dollars a gallon. Five dollars a gallon. Is it is it painful to keep your hand on the pump as I you just, watch it I go? I just set it automatically and walk off. Turn, turn, oh, you turn away from <laughs> it. Yes. You can't stand to watch. Yes, exactly. Okay, I just, just, I, you just put it on the credit card, and that way you don't see it till next. I sent month. my wife in to pay. I said, just how much do you want me to? Fifty bucks. I said, and that won't fill it up. (laughs) We'll be back in a minute. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.